2050. Yeah, Chihuahua, Malik, check case out. I bust the bus, is back at the backstage. Shots to the cuz. Welcome to what is this podcast episode number 50 that's Big why 50. I'm, I'm playing 2050 by a basco buff i love this song i couldn't find any other song that has <laughs> 50 in the title this is our big 50 our big 50th episode uh, my name is victor what should we do for our 50th i don't know see we are going celebrate. to see see we have plans for later on tonight ah uh, yeah, you see yeah. perfect coincidence what a coincidence i wish we had one of our listeners right yeah is it too late Uh, yeah let's too late. let's see let's see it's never it's never say never never, never say, say never, never. Yeah, so uh, anyway we're joined by um uh, a creative mm-hmm. we let him introduce himself but first things but first, first. Yeah, we spend the weekend <laughs> not together but we we saw each other over the weekend which was dope that was dope mm-hmm. that was a nice event by mm-hmm. the uh might the mighty sunday yeah at lava latte mm-hmm. hosted by stars international mm-hmm Uh, I'm well, definitely looking forward for the next installment because me too. I, the, I'll show up for the next one. There were there were things farm. There were things <laughs> all over, bro. I saw. I, Re- I, regardless whether those are uh, Koroga mm-hmm. or not, yeah, people, people came up. through. Yeah. yeah, and I I learned I made a few observations about Nairobi ladies and their love of, of cocktails. And what to tell us what? the love of, the love for cocktails like how <laughs> girls love cocktails and how Do you know cocktails is usually like konyagi no, no not even the <laughs> brand let's not even throw brand names two thirds is ice yeah and then very little alcohol and then i can have umbrella for you <laughs> <laughs> but the the thing with cocktails is that it's like it's um It's a sniper you never see it coming it will just hit you at that's for point. you you're speaking for yourself now i'm talking about the people i don't even take cocktails i'm talking about the people who have spoken to and they say that you just take like two or three mm. and then that's when it all of a sudden they, it all comes together yeah. a, a sudden blow like you're blindsided it just hits you and then you're drunk long i know long I, and a long island can do that for me it can knock me down crazy yeah, proper yeah Anyway, what I liked about the the thing, uh-huh. the highlight of the whole event was the performances okay. from Valerie. Oh, Valerie. Uh Jovi I, did, I, Jov. had, I had left by the time Valerie was performing. Too bad, man. And Jovi Jov too. Too bad. Yeah, and I didn't see Nadra perform. And Nadra. <laughs> why, why, why did you go then? <laughs> no, I think I was I I was there with Mike with Sagini. Yeah. Shout out Sagini. And Sagini was supposed to perform. Mm. But then he hadn't carried any of his music with him. So We could, he couldn't do that so I, i was seeing but there's cloud yeah that's why there's cloud and their streaming services yeah but the the set wasn't ready that's what, that's what he told me that's the, maybe another day that maybe another day so i had taken i was working sagini out so we were and then we spent a few minutes in the in the parking lot and then when i came back is when i'm like yo so, uh, nadra has performed yeah but i, I saw clay perform clay og mm-hmm. clay I saw him perform which was fun There were a lot of door parties and I saw many people that I haven't seen in many years. Let me say many years. Like it was it was it was a nice after, it was a nice weekend. It was a nice afternoon. Uh, an afternoon well spent. 
Anyway, so our guest today, we're here talking about a lot. We're talking about a lot of things uh, surrounding the um, the industry, we've the had, music industry. We've had, we've had a lot on our way here. Yeah. And uh, wait, you haven't even introduced yourself. We, so we please introduce just, yourself, man. We've just been hey, talking he's a to friend each other. from. By the way, we go way back with this homie. Yeah. Since uh, at, uh, around 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when I knew him. Hey, so my name is Dennis Kibat. Mm. Um, I'm the founder and also the creative lead at Imagination Agency Limited. Yeah. Creative leader. Yeah, uh-huh. lead. So basically, I'm like the creative director of the whole company. This, these days, there are no fancy that, titles yeah, like CEO. CEO. It's yeah. creative. What you said? What creative <laughs> lead. leader? Lead. Yeah. Lead. Lead. Oh, lead. <laughs> lead. Lead. Leader. You can find leaders, but you cannot find a lead. Okay. Yeah. So okay. what in 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 your capacity as the creative lead yeah. at Imagination? What does that? What does a, a a normal day entail for you in the office? Um, definitely a normal day entails waking up maybe at six thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, be always around, go on social, and then. But then I'm trying to change that. Yeah. I'm trying to wake up at seven. Then by seven fifteen, I'm done with the shower. Come back to the, to my bedroom, freshen up. Mm-hmm. And then maybe go to the kitchen, make some tea, yeah. And and so when what what kind of work does imagination do? Um, basically, we are in the events, design, digital, and branding uh, part of the creative company. Mm-hmm. So what you do, what you do basically is um, we we create experiences for other for for people like now you you see the normal events that actually happen. And one of the few event creation companies that we've been working closely with mm-hmm. is Kenya Knights. And as most of you know, we do a lot for them. Yeah. We we actually handle all their communications. Mm-hmm. The only bit they, they do when we are working with them is we market together and then make sure that they make the events happen so that we don't have to explain to people why we are marketing events that don't happen. Mm. And when 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 did uh, imagination start? Like the inception of imagination. Okay, this is a story that's really funny, and I know many people would like to know how imagination started. Yeah. So, um, to be very honest, we were in high school back then. So, and then we went for exoriality. That was in uh, my last year mm-hmm. before I graduated. Okay. Now, when I when we went for that event, I I, I sat in the middle of the night. I was standing in the middle of the night at the stage because it was hard rock sofa playing. That was the same night Dinka was performing at 6 a.m. for Kikoi Culture. So I was looking at them and I'm like, yo, you mean this guy actually charged me 15 sock to get into this event to look at these white niggas? Yeah. So I'm like, yo, let's do this. Let me go back to school, come up with a creative concept. When you come back home after new after we we are done with KCSE, I do events. So I talked to my boys back then. So and then we we brainstormed a name in school, so we were like five guys. So they were like, oh, let's come up with names. So until we stuck with imagination, so mm-hmm. we were like, yo, we'll go with this. Mm-hmm. Now, when we did go with that, we, we did our first event at Hong's. If many of you know Hong's rest, rest back in, in the day. Rest in peace. <laughs> rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bakery. It's a bakery. And there's like many cars over there. So you're wondering, mm-hmm. yo, this place used to be a fun place. Man. Yeah. So, and then um, we did our first event. We went at a loss of a lot. I think was it two k, then because that's the loss. Yeah, that's that's the loss we went through, and then um we did our second event that was electro dance culture. It was BBC at the loft. Seven hundred people came. Then Wild and Tame was wild. 
same night as Kikoi Culture featuring Matzo, yeah. but he still made numbers on that night mm-hmm. at uh, Club Iconic also. R.I.P. Rest in peace. <laughs> so, <laughs> actually, all the clubs we did events mm-hmm. died out. So, Come to think about it. In, 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 in all those events that you, that you did, let me ask the most stressful one mm-hmm. and the, the best one that you hosted. Okay, the most successful one was Ultimate Hangout 2. Mm-hmm. If everybody, if anyone knows, that event you uh, costed us a lot. It ended way before its time. Mm-hmm. And then also there were like close to 6,000 people at Kenya Rugby Football Union's grounds. Man. So it was really hard. Police had to use tear gas to disperse the crowd. There was traffic for six hours on Gong Road okay. on that day. Mm. That was the most hectic. And I think that's the only, that's the event that actually killed us. Yeah. In terms of reputation, because since from then on we had a downfall. So, uh, what what do you mean in terms of reputation? Because remember there were gunshots. Yeah, there outside. were gunshots outside. Mm-hmm. For because they had to disperse the crowds, but apart from that, also they there were so many drunkards, drunk kids at that because that time we used to not many of us were eighteen. Ah. So I think also with that it came many many people now they started discouraging their kids to go for such events. Okay. And then also you know you know having a big number that you can't control it's really hard. And then an event ending before its time means that the people that actually came for the enjoyment yeah. can't <laughs> enjoy themselves <laughs> themselves. So you see you have to you have to actually compromise and suck it in. But then when you're sucking it in, you know that it's gonna cost you yeah. financially. Did is that will that be the same event that maybe saw you make the biggest loss or no? That... We didn't make a loss actually. We mm-hmm. made so much money. Okay, we made so much money. I remember we had so much money. We had to put money in a friend's uh, hunchback. He had a Mercedes. Yeah, actually, Banjo, shout out to him. Mm-hmm. He's one of the realest OGs we've been together. Yeah, so we put money in his rim, the spare rim behind his behind his car. What what what's the best event that you've hosted? Um, the best event that you've done was Saint Peak. It was called Electric. all these events. Like I went to them, so <laughs> it's like a throwback. It's like a throwback doing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we 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 used to be we were actually the first event company to infuse electro dance music. That's mm. EBM, mm-hmm. and and now what you can call generic genres of music like the pop, uh, reggae, dancehall. Yeah. So, because if you look at the way we used to curate events, we used to give people the 360 uh, type of enjoyment mm. where you you come to the event, you listen to some Deep House, then towards 1 a.m., you listen to some uh, EDM, then towards 3 a.m., you listen to some Deep House, but then in between, you listen to a few of busy signal dance hall. Uh, I remember DJ Case used to yeah, shut it of, down. Because of DJ Case, man. The white shout out to him. Yeah. Hey, shout I out think to also him. he grew from my my event. I think yeah. that was the first event people actually got to know him in on mass, <laughs> especially the black crowd. Because yeah. I, I, we we brought him on board and you know, he killed it, man. Yeah. And and then uh, that was, let's say, 2013-2014. Yeah. Between then, in a five-year span, how has the event industry in this country changed? Um, the events reception in the country has actually changed tremendously because you're looking at numbers like when we used to do events, we used to attract 
let's say close to 800 a thousand mm-hmm. but then the th- problem with that crowd was it was minimal because not everyone was receptive to events mm. back then but then look at it every year you're getting a new bunch of kids getting into the market so that means that whether you have an event or you don't have an event people will still come for your event now mm. than five years back because mm-hmm. five years back you used to someone used to put an event the same day as you you would actually complain and con- and even be angry at them that means why that do you, we see then um with, with so you're saying there are enough people to go f- for multiple events for multiple at a given time yeah i've heard you guys talking about koroga yeah. over the weekend yeah. yeah like people were lava latte and koroga yeah. did you hear anyone saying or both event organizers are saying oh we, we don't want to put an event because koroga is happening no i think it's a but question yeah, of more yeah. knowing what your target yeah the target the market savvy crowd because yeah. you know once once you and then also the thing that you need to understand the reception of nairobi is really going uh, positively because also of the west because you see when you have technology you get access to music outside mm. then when you come locally and bring this same type of music to your events you get many people to come and enjoy it mm-hmm. so and that i think is what has made us grow has made the industry grow and that's why you see even um people people like uh, l- let me take for example um hype and puka they did events back to back and they still made numbers so th- that should tell you something it should tell you that we have the numbers the, the beginning power has gone up because comparing five years ago and now that means that there are people that are actually in the post campus category people that have been working for six months seven months these are people that have money to blow on their own it's a good thing you mentioned yeah. hype and poker yeah. so my question to you right now is do you think anyone uh i know you have experience in yeah. the events section yeah. and i don't know about puka mm-hmm. but i've i had puka maybe last month mm-hmm. do you think anyone with money can just come do an event and it become successful no, as that no no what no, does it no. take no what what usually takes with an event mm-hmm. is actually the passion behind it because look at the people that have stuck in the game we had we had guys bringing in someone actually brought dinka mm-hmm. it didn't happen Yeah. other people brought artists it never took took out took up or materialized but yeah. then if you look at the people that actually stuck to the game they kind of survived look at kenya knights look at 6m look at beat boys those are guys look at sounds africa beat boys still do events yeah i think for the culture was done by the former beat boys directors so i, th- I think so so all right but I'm, i'm not so sure Because you know what spreads around so you pick whatever you can pick if it's the truth or oh, speculation speculation ah, but then okay. but then look at them they they brought us really dope events back in yeah. the day like if i can tell someone if they ever heard of sundance festival they'll be like yo that was an event and a half mm. look at jump off look at um jump off was yeah, crazy it was yeah, a you know, crazy like, ass new new year's eve but those were some of the events that actually brought life to us man yeah those are actually some of the tbts we look forward to. in terms of marketing the of when you are actively involved in organizing the events has mm. it changed because of yeah the dynamics has changed really tremendously i remember um because I, i i even look back at the numbers of what you used to do because i remember when you used to do events you used to we used to actually pay close to for a really dope ticket that can't be faked that was around 40 shillings per ticket mm. you can imagine doing a thousand tickets that's 40 g's before you even start thinking about booking a venue yeah. about booking uh, artists about 
talking to the sound guys, talking to security companies, talking to washroom companies, talking it's to just tickets which you you don't know if they'll health, sell. Yeah, and you don't know if, even if they'll sell. You understand? Yeah. Those are those are actually materials that you will have if people don't don't come for the. But right now it's digital. Now it's digital, but then we also were really affected as people were moving towards digital, because you know. That mean that meant we had to change the way we do our marketing because you know we used to depend on our vendors who s- used to sell tickets for us to do marketing for us. Mm. You understand? So vendors in what sense? In, we would, we used to print flyers and leave them at the vendor shops. Yeah. So if someone doesn't buy a ticket, they go with a flyer. You understand? So if you had six outlets in Nairobi, chances are you had six marketing points that you're not paying for shit. But then now this is and how are they making on, money out they, of you guys? They used to, they used to, we used to have different rates which in each and every one of them. Oh. So let's say, because uh, uh, one of our outlets was Bonk, so maybe Bonk used to take 6% or 5 oh. out of all the ticket sales. So it's changed, but yeah. it hasn't changed because yeah, yeah, right it, now it if, if I'm with MOOC, I'll pay them yeah. X amount. Yeah, but then it's safe. <laughs> yeah. It's safe now. Because yeah. now you can actually track your, your sales. Yeah. But at Back least, then, we used to lose a lot of money through because you know if you had maybe five guys in your team one person would go to a ticket outlet and be like oh nataka 2k tunataka kufanya kitu then maybe you go back and ask them where is where is you, this guy took 2k yeah. why why is 4k missing from here yeah. like no he took another 2k later mm. so it becomes a big story but then yeah. now if you look at the way we do events when you're dealing with one event organizer one ticket vendor it's easy you can go to my ticket you can go to ticket sasa mook and they'll give you the records and the analytics and tell you, oh, on this day, this guy bought... You know, Can you actively know how many... Ama you have to call Poji? No, you, no, have to call? No, you, you don't have to call them. <laughs> you know, these guys, these guys how, have made it are easy. Are you given back-end access? You're given back-end access. Oh, and then, okay. so you're definitely given the names of the guys who've bought. You've gi- you're given the emails, yeah. the numbers. So if anything happens, it's easy to refund the money. And then the good thing about the ticket uh, team companies, okay. they don't give you the money upfront. Yeah. The event has to happen, then they give you the money. That means that really? they're guarding, yeah. So that's why you see so the all world, the okay, money. Wait, wait, <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, hold wait, on, wait. Hold on, how, hold on. How does that work? So, so that, is it in, in, that one guards the person buying the ticket in the sense ah, if the okay. event is a sham, they get refunded the money easily. And it's also, I would think, in terms wow, of that's new information. The, <laughs> in <laughs> terms of the there. event, in terms of me, the mm. vendor. It also protects my reputation. Exactly. Of so is it like what's the term for the escrow escrow yeah. Yeah. money that it's held in escrow till the job is done and then now exactly. it's released. Exactly. But if we're looking but at a business it, model, yes, that's. But I'm supposed to use the ticket sales so far to to fund maybe X maybe now, I'm bringing conscience. Yeah. How 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 yeah, will I yeah, fund yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. That's, you, that's or he'll wait now, until now. What happens? Uh, Mook is, gives me the money. Yeah, you can actually, you can actually. That that's now even a better way to approach events because it's clean. It's okay. a clean way of doing business. Because uh-huh. if if you were to depend on Mook to send your money, you look at the hidden charges. You're you're paying for the bank installments. You're paying for, you're paying M-Pesa, for M-Pesa M-Pesa charges. charges. Yeah. So you see, the thing is, before you do an event, you actually have to plan yourself psychologically in such a way where where am I getting the money, mm. or if I'm not getting the money, how many partners are, do I have that can actually wait? for me to do the event. Okay. Because if you don't have partners, that means that you can't pull off an event. So 
does it mean that there are certain let me say event organizers that would negotiate a cut of the ticket sales to the artist in terms of because mm. I may not have the money mm. to pay mm. you're, you're charging a hundred thousand mm. I may not have the hundred thousand as the deep or you're charging two hundred thousand hundred thousand for deposit mm. I may have the hundred thousand mm. for the deposit but I don't have the hundred thousand for Later, I think it's later. dependent on your negotiating um, yeah, yeah, skills. Yeah, and there are people who do that. Yeah, there are people who do that because you mm. have contracts. Okay. And then also, if you have a, if you have a very valid business reputation in the in the company, in the business, I mean, who who will have doubts of working with you? Mm. Because one thing you need to to understand about events is we are all dealing in the events is a communications industry. It's in the communication industry. That means that. What will spread around if you if you don't if you, if you don't pay people? Yeah. So let's say I've told you I'm gonna pay you a hundred. Then I then I make that a hundred. Yes, I don't pay you. Mm. Now it look like I'm I'm being smart on my end, but I'm I'm actually building my my or my downfall. my downfall. Because yeah. at the end of the day, uh, when I do my next event, someone will be like, "Yo, this guy didn't pay me." Mm. So I go to another artist who, and then they'll be like, "Yo, this guy doesn't pay people." So it becomes hard for you to pull events because mm. people will look at you and be like, this guy is a sham. We pay for, for his events, but he doesn't pay artists. Mm. Mm-hmm. Let's talk logistics. I remember there was uh, an event at Splash. And Splash. Yeah. Rest in peace again. <laughs> yeah. I remember, maybe you know them, maybe you don't know them, Daylight. but it was called Daylight Festival. Yeah. Yeah. I remember someone um lost their life. What? For real? In one of the daylight. Mm. So liability, where does it fall? No, that's because where insurance I'm talking companies coming. Companies? Insurance companies coming. So uh-huh. that if you if you if you're doing large events or concerts that you think for some reason something, something that can, can go uh-huh. or something can go can go wrong. And yeah. that is that is a good assumption because alcohol yeah. is mostly involved. always involved. Sometimes even it's not even alcohol involved. Sometimes just stampedes. Stampedes, yeah, things yeah. Have, You see yeah. people if you, if you look at big international events like UMF Tomorrowland they they register Moshpi. debts mm. every year. They register debts, mm-hmm. even even Coachella of all events. Yeah, they register debts, and you know the reason why they register is because people either OD, people the heat. Because you know you're like hundred thousand people in an event, but then in yeah. Kenya we haven't reached that point. That's why the, the stampedes that have been happening at these big events that happen locally, people the much that can happen is you being bruised or lose a phone. You understand, mm. but then if you literally go outside and party outside, you you'll know what you're t- you'll know that a stampede is something totally different. Uh so there there were guys coming up after conscience saying, I, I I was involved in a stampede. Yeah, maybe I break a limb there, mm. and I go who 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 should I who should I sue? Should I sue? Um, the issue usually falls. Right now, it's a gray area in the events market. In the, in the events scene of Kenya, mm-hmm. it's really a gray area about uh, to talk about um, the what ifs mm-hmm. of every event. Because yeah. if you look at even the way people have been doing events locally, I'm sorry to say, but we, we please say it. Yeah, just say it. <laughs> no, no, I mean, don't be sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no I'm, 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 I also don't want to say it, but but at the end of the day, yeah. We can, we are we are an uh, an unregulated market. Mm. So since we are unregulated, mm-hmm. even other insurance companies fear coming on board because if someone loses a life, yeah, and maybe you've just paid your insurance two days ago, you've had an event three days later, that means that you've paid maybe 
30k 40k or even 100k doesn't even recouped and then on this other guy you're going to pay maybe life insurance cover even close to a mil or even 2 mil so that that takes an insurance company at a loss mm-hmm. but then also if we start having if we start having laws or regulations that can actually guard the business where if if this happens what are we going to do mm-hmm. because it happens yeah it happens even outside nairobi it happens that stampedes have take place someone's heart yeah but then you see event organizers also don't need to act like they people can't do without them where if you're the one being doing big events you can't actually be in that same there situation has, there has been that cockiness from <laughs> certain players. certain players in the industry where they are like okay mm-hmm. what yes so what will you do we have the money we'll bring the artists you want mm-hmm. and we definitely will use all our budget on marketing yeah. and you'll definitely come mm-hmm. so that's you see the reason why what happens with that is when someone thinks they've created a monopoly in the market mm. yeah and and that used to happen it's not something new I I think most of you know what has happened to even the big players that used to play in that even me personally. Yeah. We we okay, I don't have an cocky attitude for, for say but then per se but then I know I know a couple of friends who used to be in the same industry as me. Yeah. But then right now they're actually doing farming or doing something more sinister compared to sinister. Sinister farming is sinister. sinister. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even sinister in a way, but then it's something you can't you you can't you actually it was see a, yeah, you could see them yeah you couldn't yeah. see yeah, them doing as it. in you, you expect someone who's in yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you expect someone who's in entertainment yeah. to mm. move from one aspect maybe to hiring to, sound yeah, or something exactly uh-huh. something close yeah. but then around the 360 okay. degree angle of in the env- uh, in that same, same ecosystem ecosystem but yeah. then when someone moves to a totally different ecosystem and it's their main hustle you need it rings a bell yeah Yo, so what are you doing and no. in, in is the, it an easy industry yeah that, like, no. that was no that's the reason i've never had to do it because <laughs> <laughs> it's stressful you need a team and then also besides having a team you need people that you can trust because mm. anything can happen in the events anything, anything happens yeah we've actually had even situations where our our said artist that we booked missed flights so you know when someone misses a flight and you've paid for them to do a show you've actually paid for everything it actually costs you money look at jameson it even costed them as well what happened with jameson with two chains mm. oh yeah, yeah that was Cause okay cuz i think it was flight issues i think the guys were booked for economy business instead of first class some some sort of shit like that uh-huh. that's why he came a month later But then if you look at the logistics that go into planning those events if you if it's coming from your pocket definitely you won't you won't see that coming mm-hmm. and that means that you either have to cancel the whole thing you either have to go on a that and then which it work yeah, but is in that, like that. With, with something like flights is in that something that's embedded in in an artist rider it, it is but then No I'm saying when artists miss flights okay oh, cuz you know right. you can you can get an artist saying oh uh I thought I I thought you booked this because even it happens to us mm. you book flights for artists and then you book from maybe different cities ah. they're, they're in the same country as but they are two different cities so they tell you I'm in others because there was one we booked we booked an artist from AC and apparently we paid from Joburg to Nairobi but then Which this guy, lack of no um DJ Maranza but then but, but he was called Chris the third then nice DJ Maranza but then 
when when the guy when we told him that when he looked at his uh, flight tickets he realizes his ticket starts from Joburg but then we had paid from Joburg but then he comes from Cape Town uh, so he has to pay for another flight from Cape Town to Joburg then Joburg to Nairobi and you are dealing with him or his manager management, or his agent management but and the management now, never so it no, fit to tell you no, guys that what happened we paid we when they when they told because according to the management because the management is based in Joburg ah, so we okay. knew Joburg uh, would be really easy for them to make things happen fast yeah in 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 dealing with even artists as you said and riders do you have a, a story about a crazy rider that you've seen and has amazed you mm-hmm. Locally, let's start with <laughs> let's not international. Let's local. Local. Yeah, let's start here. Yeah. 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 I saw when you when you were starting out, especially during the because like let me talk about EDM because EDM was, was back then new. back then genres used to be one. Like everyone used to vibe with one genre throughout yeah. until we moved to trap. And then after trap now they came the Afrobeats, they came the Afro future music came the yeah. Afro house. There's a lot of yeah, things to play with right now. We used to listen to the, the Hardwells, the David Getters of that time. Mm. It was like the, the thing. The thing, yeah, mm. exactly. So, um, it, it when we used to do that, it used to be really hard to to actually come into contact with different genres. Yeah. So when you're actually working with EDM, you find that an artist, because they know they are the in thing, Mm. You know, because you know, because if, if the whole of the city is listening to EDM, that means that that DJ is known. Mm-hmm. So, and apparently it was a 6am DJ. So we said, we asked him, oh, we'd like to book you for an event. Could you please send us your information, your radar? Let's see what you can do. You understand? So when I just saw the email, he didn't even send a word document. He just saw, uh, sent an email. I looked at him, I was like, yo, this guy wants 100 Gs for an hour. Huh? It was 100K. That mm. was 2013, huh? around June. So I, I'm looking at this raid and I'm like, yo, this guy even didn't send a award document. This guy sent a whole, like, typed a whole email. I'm like, yo. So, yeah. so I think, I, I was looking at it, I was like. How did you reply oh. to it? That's no, where I want to know. Th- <laughs> thank <laughs> you know. for your correspondence. Yeah, I think I, th- I, I replied that. Because I was too kind back then. I was yeah. like, let me write to them and tell them, oh, thank you, looked at your offer. Let's deliberate as a company and then get back to you. Okay. So, but then they're still waiting till now. (laughs) They're still waiting (laughs) till now. Yeah, exactly. Open your email. Maybe he sent. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's that's the wildest trade I've seen locally. So they are hundred k for now. Yeah. Is this somebody who's still active? Yeah, yeah. They're still active. They still play six m events when six m have an event. So yeah. And (laughs) and okay, and but now. In, with events you're dealing with people yeah and dealing with people even two three people is a hassle by itself just dealing now with um a whole team and the um, entourage mm-hmm. the way the artists especially let me talk about international artists and how they come in with an entourage and now you have maybe artists who don't get along with each other in the same space does that ever get difficult for an event organizer Yeah, it does. But then I thank God. I thank God. I think the people that used to book, especially the the white DJs that used to book, those guys didn't used to have a lot of issues. 
So you'd actually talk to the hotel and the hotel would actually do the transport for you. That means you could focus on the event so they could go pick them up for you or you yourself could go pick them up with you, maybe you, a few friends. So you could go with like two cars and they'd still feel comfortable. Like they wouldn't actually ask, hey, I need to be treated like a king. Mm-hmm. Understand? So, but then I'm sure when we get there, I'll cross the bridge and see how the experience looks. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. the crowd management, because that is something that uh, has been an issue at events where mm. now even uh, outside of the stampedes that we were talking about with mm. crowd management, <clears throat> what does it take to to hire a security company that knows or a company that understands that these are people who are will maybe be intoxicated or are mostly hype about seeing somebody and they need to be under control without exerting extra force mm. on them and just everybody being comfortable. Um, I think having been in the industry, you you firsthand work with people that are actually sober-minded, people that actually someone drunk can come, maybe even try punch them, yeah. but they'll keep their cool. Because mm-hmm. I've actually seen... I've actually seen an event where bouncers were beating up event goers, which wow. which, which doesn't okay. look nice. Uh-huh. And that was back in the day. And cause, so I went and asked this guy, where did you get this bouncer? So that's where we all go wrong. Yeah. You need actually to get professionals to handle your event. Because mm-hmm. um, if you look at KK, KK have been doing it for a while. Yeah. So I can actually I can actually use them as an example. They've been doing a really dope job. Mm. But then you see, with the way events are being structured, that's why I said our events scene is becoming so dynamic. Mm-hmm. Many event companies are actually talking to people they know personally, yeah, and then they can talk to them. And then you talk to them, like a week before, listen to each and every one of them, listen to the people that they're bringing you, and then actually you yourself manage your own event, which is, I think, cheaper as well, as well as you get to have a feel of the people that are working for you firsthand. Mm-hmm. But because if you work with some a company like AK, they might actually bring people. But then you know, for every sack of potatoes, you'll you'll not find a, a rotten yeah, potato, yeah. potato that will actually mess the world. So because I've seen events where everyone else is wearing KK, but then you'll find someone who'll either accept a bribe here, someone who'll either slap someone here, someone mm. either who'll just either decide to block people from coming to the event, which means you're not making money. Yeah. So you need your own people who, if anything happens. You are walkie talkie away. They'll be like, hey, there's someone who's here. They wanted to buy tickets, but then they look underage. Do you, and then you'll, be, you'll ask how old is the age, the 17 and a half. Okay, let them in. Mm. Or how how old, uh, how intoxicated are they to get in? Like that, they're too drunk, but then they say they're going to relax somewhere. They're like, okay, get someone to relax with them. Mm. So it's things that happen that you need to also know what's happening at your event. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 with gate management first. Then when it comes to crowd management, you definitely ha- need to have your event space curated really well. Mm. So that means that you need to have a place where people just go relax. Yeah. And then you have a dance floor and then you have a MOSFET. So a dance floor and a MOSFET are two different places. Mm-hmm. A MOSFET is the middle after the dance floor, after the stage, the, the, the dance floor. Now it's the most fit. That's where people now do the funny shit. Either the, 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 it's like the intermediary between the calm place behind and the, and the dance floor. Yeah. People are actually dancing. So uh-huh. that, that, that one also helps the crowd know exactly where they are. If, if possible, you can use barriers where it's easier for you people to know I'm getting into this circle, I'm getting into this circle, I'm getting out of this circle. Mm. Which also helps you to further know how to 
crowdsource people. You understand? Like if if people are actually too much on one end, you can actually open so somewhere so that they can live. Yeah. yeah. And in now with with the biggest thing with events, especially for let me say a small small okay, people who attract small mm-hmm. crowds, like a hundred, two hundred, the issue is always the space where can we do this in terms of the venue mm. H- how difficult is it even at at the big level to organize for a venue and mm. book a venue and i think i think um i think the only people who understand what's going on in the industry is event organizers mm. everyone else actually is on broken telephone mm-hmm. because if you if you if right now you decide to do an event at Kani as an event organizer or someone who's trying to get into events you'll be so shocked you'll be like how do these guys survive because mm-hmm. you'll be given some crazy figures to book that place for maybe half a day you understand yeah. but then um also when you go to other other grounds you'll figure you they're actually asking you to come and do events there but then you're looking at your type of demography you're tra- looking at the type of events you're trying to put up there mm-hmm. and you look at the type of people that will come they don't correlate because mm. someone's telling you bring bring an event to somewhere like maybe 910 James Gishuru and you want to put a, a dance party not not a dance party per se but a club vibe yeah for an event mm-hmm. it it won't work because first thing you have neighbors will definitely come for you like yo residents sleep yeah <laughs> they're trying to sleep but then i don't know how the strictly strictly silk pulled off last weekend oh by the way, strictly, uh, yeah. strictly I, silk. I don't know how they pulled off because it was at 910 mm-hmm. but then the first time i did as well i think i i, I think i don't know how i i, I hacked because no one came knocking mm. and asked us to shut the music down which, which was what was this 910 Oh, you did an event there. Yeah, uh, I think oh, yeah. the cookout, the second, the first one or the second one, and, first one. And the now government, how how much? Because in as much as it's maybe unregulated, you still have to get certain permits, like mm-hmm. crowd. Uh, you have to have police officers on deck. Mm-hmm. You have to have noise permits and do you have this and that? Do you, you have to have? You don't have. You don't have to. Nairobi, you don't, okay. Uh, by I, what law. I'll say, what I'll say, by law, you have to. <laughs> uh-huh. But then, if you have cops, if you have maybe a few uh, administrative police and a few regular police, I think that could do. And mm. a few dogs, that could do. Because if there are cops there, and actually, if the OCS gives you the go ahead to to actually have the place for you, that's why I said it's a it's a really grey area. Because mm-hmm. uh, if you go for fishy fishy venues. Definitely, you have to talk to the cops nicely. But then, if you go for established venues, they pay for that. Or oh, they pay for the security. Yeah, exactly. Okay. No, they pay for NEMA licenses. They uh-huh. pay for sound, um, for pollution and everything else. So for you, they take away to, the burden yeah, from the you. Yeah, burden from you. Exactly. Okay. Let's talk about um, payment. Mm. I know you had mentioned that the ticketing officers or the the mooks and the ticket sasas uh, uh-huh. hold the money yeah uh-huh. so i'm an artist you book me for an event uh-huh. right and maybe my contract says that it's 50 before and 50 after uh-huh. and you told me that mook holds your money yeah you yeah we're giving an example yeah. hypothetical one uh-huh. mook holds your money until after the event right yeah it's usually where do you get the, the money to pay me um so mook has this policy where if it's below 50k they send to your mpesa if it's above 50k they send to your bank yeah. so if they send to your bank that means that you can actually go with this guy to the bank and you withdraw that money over the counter and you can give it to him no before even 
maybe you're working on you've not you are expecting the tickets mm-hmm. to generate money to pay your ad mm-hmm. get where where do you get funding for oh for exactly. booking fees for booking, booking fees yeah so um when i'm going to talk about myself so uh, personally we used to back then it was easier because you used to sell offline tickets so yeah. that means hard copy and that's how we used to pay for the deposits and all this uh-huh. but then but then also you figure out that when you're doing events if, if you do your marketing really right yeah. that means that you have to go blast on social media because nairobi people with the influencers you also. need to mm. just have noise because no one in nairobi will come for your event is if no one is talking about exactly. it mm-hmm. then for some reason you just even if you have like average artists to come perform look at lavalati how packed was it was there was someone good, so big yeah no yeah. was there someone so big within the circle, within influencer the, no i'm saying mm. was within, there someone so big on the artist lineup within, not really within not, the, really. not really okay within that big, crowd within, but that, crowd within that crowd that's what i'm saying there's so many there wasn't someone who's jovi we're talking big big, Ash, big. you're talking nairobi that's what i'm saying Ash. within that crowd yeah. that was there Jovi is big, Valerie is big. That, that's what, that's okay, also, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I understand what that's you're saying. That also talks now about target target crowds. Mm-hmm. So, because um, the way we used to market our events were through girls. No, <laughs> shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> a, a little bad told me. <laughs> no, let me tell you. Uh, for, market for, your event through girls because uh, But that that there that are that 10 was, niggas that trying works. to hit. Girls, that that, girls, girls, girls work. Look at clubs. No, listen, girls Ladies work. Ladies free be, before listen, 11. Girls work. <laughs> Girls we know these the things but nah. <laughs> girls work the last week to the event okay but when you're marketing what do you mean wait, wait, wait. You can't just i'm going there i'm going over, there over i'm it. going there uh-huh. i'm going there so um we used to be a crew of around three three people who were actually man- managing directors in the company and then we had the, the whole team used to be like 11 guys yeah but then mm-hmm. what you used to do is you used to sit down Uh, back then I used to drink so napataka quota relax get internet used to stay at my boy's place shout out to him he's called Redding wait you said get internet yeah this was really long time ago yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so he used to have wifi in his house mm-hmm. uh, shout out to him Redding Alan Kyle Reina is in the air force in the US so mm-hmm. actually shout out to him my, my a friend of mine also called Evans Kipruto Reina is in Canada shout out to him Um, my bro Peter Tanui shout out to him my small bro Samson Tanui shout out to him so all these guys all these guys used to sit down together oh Edwin Wiso as well he was in Upper shout out to him so the, so wait even is in US not Givinji not yeah Kipruto, Kipruto I know yeah, Kipruto yeah Dikael really yeah he's in Canada <laughs> right now so you oh in Canada Canada ah, it, okay. but then I think it's the Americas as well so we used to sit down and make sure and then and then because we had we had uh, laptops mm. so we used to sit down relax and then go on facebook because facebook was the in thing yeah. back then yeah and then send invites because mm. there was a script remember there was like a small script you used to run it could add everyone Egg, on you. yeah, yeah. You remember that script yeah, yeah? so <laughs> when you go to uh, invite friends so you could add a 5000 guys yeah. straight so an event is put on today by afternoon it has 25000 people invited mm. So and you wonder how and you wonder how so as in that's what you used to do because because we used to talk to bebe. that was the influencing of that where, time that's where babies come <laughs> so we used to talk nicely to babies like they send it to you uh, you log in 
send invites and then tell her you're done. So, because also the thing that also helped us a lot, we used to have so many Facebook accounts that we used to send. But then the thing that helped us was discipline. Mm. Nobody who gave us the account complained later that someone changed the account, someone sent texts to who, mm. you understand? Yeah. But, but then also, because we've sent using a baby's account, you as your crush, yeah. you'll be like, yo, but this baby has invited me for this thing. Uh-huh. So let me go, let me go. Yeah. You understand? But then now, it's it was just a dude thing. Oh, but that's like now because of that person. Yeah, so it was, a dude, that, it was a dude thing that you used to do what? To send invites. Like chill together, send invites, maybe smoke a gel or something. But afterwards, like now a week to, because the motto has already gone up. Mm. You understand? So when the motto goes up, it by the last week people will be like, oh, where are tickets? Where are tickets? So it's the women that actually go online to see, can I get a ticket? Can I get it? So niggas look at that and by subtly or subconsciously, yeah. they definitely want to come as well. Mm. And that's how we used to pack venues. Mm-hmm. You understand? That's how we used to pack venues. We didn't, we didn't ever used to pack venues. But the game has crowd. changed now. The game has changed. But, but, the, but the game has changed, but this is Nairobi for you. Right now you need influencers. Exactly. You need them bundes. Ex- exactly. Because we've grown. Yeah. We've grown. But then also, I'll sit, down, I'll, say, I'll sit a... down and ask myself, why do I need someone like Mbunde? You understand? Because... Mm. Yes, you're an influencer. You're an influencer. I, I, I really like that. But then, what are you bringing to my event? Because we, 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 we work with... We you're work, bringing influence. We work with a certain target. That's why even if you look at influencing, there are people that actually would sell alcoholic brands well. There are people who will sell uh, taxi-hailing cabs well. Look at Tamara Kahai. Shout out to her. She's doing a good job for Safe Boda. Understand? And, 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 and then now there's someone who, when they say, ah, let's go for this event, You'll definitely know it kicks. Someone like Bran Musafiri, shout out to him. Mm. You see? So if someone like him, someone like Jacuzzi, yeah. Barak, if he comes and tells me, I want to influence for your event, or I want to be an MC, or me personally, I decide, let's have him as an MC for our event. You see, people like them actually call you for events. Mm. But then there are people that call you for brands, there are people that call you for, if someone drinks water, Someone else has a drinks water. You'll want to buy that drink. But then if someone... What you're saying is that you yeah. won't use... Uh, just a general... Uh, just a you won't use MDQ audience. to advertise Pampers. Yeah, exactly. That's what you're saying. You'll use MDQ to advertise maybe Nairobi's biggest electronic concert. Or yeah. Afro, Afro and maybe Pampers size 8. Or, or Silk Nini. Yeah. Silk yeah, Strictly Silk. No, Strictly, strictly silk, silk you'll use Kaz Lucas, Karen. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You see? Mm-hmm. You yeah. could also use so MDQ because MDQ has been also on that line. Like she's Which been, line? She's, she's been, <laughs> no, no, she's been, she's been, Can use she, she's too. been pushing, she's yeah. been pushing um, music, Kenyan music to the world. Yeah. So that means that also her as a woman, yeah. she's actually beating the odds. Ah. You understand? Yeah. So she's actually creating a whole audience for herself that, mm. that will vibe with her. And if you use her for strictly <clears throat> silk, it will go well with the brand. What's mm, a yeah. ball, ballpark figure of an average uh, influencer rate card? Um, because I know you in the you know these some, things. Some some that have gone through my yeah. my my hands and yeah. my email. I think anything close between it 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 depends. Is it per post? Is it the whole? Ah uh, yeah. What's the metric? The metric that usually happens is, uh, it's usually about frequency basically. Because mm. if an artist like if someone like, if someone who has a hundred thousand followers tells me, okay, but if I post this twice a week. 
that's close to 300,000 impressions or 600,000 impressions. I'll be like, okay, so out of those 600,000, how many am I converting? Am I converting 2K, 3K, 4K, 5K? Mm-hmm. You understand? So if someone like that tells me I'm, he's going to charge me per post, it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But then there are other people who will come and tell me, oh, I want to I wanna charge you per post. And look at the following and you're like, yeah, I understand you're this, but then why are you charging me per post? Because mm. how many people are seeing this? You understand? Mm. But then if you, but then if someone like that comes and tells me I want to be paid monthly to influence for you, mm. that's that more make, reasonable. Yeah, makes more sense. Because right. also you, you you both need to have an ROI yeah. on both ends. Like I'm giving you money, I need results. You're yeah. giving me results. So, and I'm, I'm, go, I'm, I'm very sure I'm going to pay you. So, I need results on your end. So that's what also keeps uh, the game changing. There's been a lot of uh, bad press about agents and mm-hmm. agencies mm-hmm. and you being having <laughs> being <laughs> a <mean>. creative lead <laughs> of, at an your, of an agency. Yeah. What's this I'm hearing? Uh, you guys get maybe the agency is supposed to be like the middleman mm-hmm. between the, the corporate and influencer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So me, I'm Tasker mm-hmm. and say I want Victor to influence he's an influencer. Uh-huh. So I come to imagination because me I don't want to go to. Then you you mm-hmm. you you tell Victor do this job I'll give you a hundred G's, and me I give you the money. Mm-hmm. And we've had this discussion before. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna mention yeah. names, but yeah. so what happens? Tasker, of course, Tasker will give imagination the money, but when it comes to imagination giving Victor the money, mm-hmm. it becomes a problem. That's where there's a disconnect. And we've had so many people saying that. So what um, happened? Um, it, le, 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 it's, it, that's a really tough question. Yeah. Because thinking, coming to think about it, uh, we work with clients that actually give us budgets mm. and tell us, oh, we'd like this to be influenced. And then we go, most of the time, it's actually, even you as an influencer, if you approach the brands, the type of contracts we as agencies have with brands means that they can't outsource any communications from anyone, maybe in the same field that you are. Let's say digital media influencing. Mm-hmm. So, so that means that means that um, if you go to Tasca, let's say you Victor go to Tasca and tell Tasca, oh me, I need I need to influence for you October first because they have October first coming up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what what you'll say, what they'll tell you is, okay, thank you. Submit your proposal. That's someone who's actually taking care of their job because that's not even part of what they're. Mm-hmm. the job description says yeah. but then someone kind will tell you actually talk to this guy in our agency they'll actually yeah. help you out because oh, okay. we've given them a, bar, a budget mm-hmm. for maybe influencing or just an open budget where they can do anything they want as yeah. please so that's the reason why when you come to us you'll be like okay we'll do this for you but then what usually happens those are isolated cases where the person who's actually giving you the gig sits you down chiniamaji and tells you uh job at 50k amanakpate job at 70k no no maybe the con- the, the the influencing is running for october first is one next month in yeah october. so let's say from now up to then uh-huh. but then in the real sense this guy is actually clearing an lp of maybe 300 g's mm. assigned maybe to three influencers but Where then he's you? gotten three influencers for for 210000 so that means a guy is bugging 90k in his pocket but then for him to be, for that money to be released he has to actually have, so, have your invoice, yeah. have the other guy's invoice, have the other guy's invoice. So which he'll actually doctor and say, these guys have said they want 300 Gs. Uh-huh. So once the money is released from the agency, 
That's how it works. So, so I think it's isolated cases. Because ah. if you look at really well, agencies do have budgets. Mm. But then they'll sit you down and be open to you and tell you, oh, we don't have money, but then if you are ready to take 30K, we'll give it to you. But then also as an influencer, you're thinking, you know, I need to secure the bug. Yeah. So how yeah. am I going to do this? So, But I think it's something that we we as uh, Africans are trying to actually grab. Because if you look at the way agencies are structured, agencies also are struggling to convince clients to spend more on them. Mm-hmm. So when clients come and tell them, oh, we need you to spend on influencers, agencies will be like, that's a gray area. Because even I've sat in meetings where I've actually seen uh, influencers being talked down by the same people that they go and meet beside and tell them, oh, Niaje, we want to do business with you. But what then do you mean meeting, talks down? Because you know, when you talk highly of an influencer, that means oh, okay. the, your, your corporate bosses will be like, so this guy will charge 300 Gs for this. Then he'll be like, no, nah, he can't. He'll just charge 100. You understand? Mm. Or he'll charge, we'll talk to him, maybe 50. You understand? Mm. So your boss will be like, okay, let's do this. You understand? Then you go get five guys. But then out of those five guys, two are your guys that mm. you'll pay well. Those three other guys, you'll pay them peanuts. What so, what uh, what role in, in today's, in, in this day and age, does social media play in business period? Actually, social media, I think, is the largest, most dynamic market that you can ever sell your products in. Mm. If you look even at, if you look even at the numbers, billboards are are a thing of the past. Yes, they still work, but then, for the for the for the markets that aren't internet accessible, up to maybe sixty percent, seventy percent. Because if you look at, you know, I'm just, I'm saying internet accessible in such a way, not there is no internet. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, but still, they, they 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 can have maybe internet on 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 their phones, but not on their laptops. Because mm. let's say, because I come from Bomet, so where we stay, my home home, there's no Safaricom lines that serve Wi-Fi. So there, if putting a billboard there makes more sense for brands. Mm. But then in Nairobi, if you look really closely, billboards actually are a thing of a reminder. Like someone will put an event with not a lot of information and a link that will send you to a social media platform that you have to look at so that you get the whole more details on exactly. www dot yeah more mm-hmm. details on www so it's it's more of a a reference point more Some, than a marketing tool and how how do um when you run up well, not run up when you now tally the cost of of the the MOOC has taken their percentage I can't say which has taken the percentage, and uh, you've paid security, you've paid sound, you've paid. How does ultimately the event organizer make money from um, an event? Um, an ultimate, uh, uh, an event organizer actually makes money from ticket sales. Mm-hmm. So if you're smart enough, you should never use even a coin to do your own events. So what I'm trying to say is use your own money because at the end of the day, you need to feel that you're actually investing in your own business. Mm-hmm. But if you look closely, you need to work with partners that actually give you value for money. Mm-hmm. Because if an event organizer uses his own money every day, that means that you'll close shop fast enough, you'll actually be in debt fast yeah. enough. Uh-huh. But if you work with, um, if you work with, if you work with event organizer, if you work with a uh, partners that means that creative agencies that work with uh, corporate brands so what happens is you work with EABL they'll get you maybe Tasca they'll get you Smanoff that they and then for that you can sell them food and bar rights yeah 
So if you well, sell them, food and barracks. So that means that Smanov gets to have to sell any type of liquor. Let's say you're working with PRK, that's Panodrika Kenya. Mm-hmm. They can get you Ballantines, but then on top of Ballantines, they can get you maybe um, Tony Quarter, Red Bull. But then you've sold the food and bar to them fully. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they pay for it's like they're paying for the space, and whatever they do with that space, it's up to it's them. Up to them. It's mm-hmm. up to ah, them. So, okay. so whatever money they spend on you, maybe they spend two mil on you, okay. or even a mil. So with that, with that, with that one mil, will they pay for the venue? Will it pay for the venue? Will it pay for the artists? So if let's say you partner with a hotel, tell a hotel we're gonna give you visibility, but then we need you to bring down these prices, or we need you to to do hotel for our artists every time they come to the country. Mm. So that that would really work well. So that means that you're never gonna pay for hotels anymore because mm-hmm. sponsors ca- sponsorship comes in two kinds. In kind and no tribe tribe does that. Yeah. In kind and also monetary. Mm-hmm. In kind being favors. Uh, favors. Formal agreements. Favors, yeah. The agreements that you have. So you can actually you can actually work with airlines. You can talk to KQ, tell KQ for any of our US artists, we want you to bring them from New York to Nairobi free of charge. Mm-hmm. But you'll pay for any connecting flights. So if they're coming from maybe Boston. Okay. So you pay from Boston to New York, but then from New York to Kenya, it's sorted by KQ uh-huh. for visibility. That is. All right. So let's say if you're working with a hotel, as I've told you, you give them visibility. So many people get to know about the hotel. They go there for lunch. So that's there. now that explains why there are like sixty sponsors exactly. at the bottom. There. Exactly. Exactly. It's a lot of it's talking lot of, with yeah, people. Yeah. Talking with people. So if you work really nicely with them, you can actually even talk to a client and tell them, "Oh, we want you to to be in charge of the artist." When you bring him in. So they, they'll definitely even pay 50%. You mm. pay the rest of the 50%. But then make sure that whenever the ticket sales come out of the counter, it goes only to your pocket or, if possible, your pocket mm-hmm. and maybe a few other people. When when we, you look at the Kenyan market, is it, and you look at such an established event, uh, event like, let's say, the festivals, mm. Coachella, Dan, uh, those, okay, those big festivals. Yeah. Tomorrowland, yeah. is it are we at a place where enough, even now can such an event be hosted that will have such a pool? Yeah, we actually, we had these conversations with some friends of mine called the Factory DJs, shout out to them. We were actually talking to... The brothers. The brothers, yeah. Mm, they're so, back. Yeah, we, they're going we were to... in an Uber. No, they're back. Mm. They're back. Actually, they have a song out with Jabarak Jacuzzi. You guys need to go watch it. Mm. So, um, so these guys had... Uh, we were talking. They were telling me how they went to Naivasha, looked for a spot. But then, but then you know, they had they, they were telling me about how the Kenyan market scene is still very unstable. Because you can actually... They're comparing invest, that to yeah. which market? No, locally. Uh-huh. Locally. Because like, if you look even at the turnover of event organizers, it's very high. The many few people that have done events, and the many few, the very many people that have done events as well, and left, mm-hmm. and left, yeah. and left doing events. That's also the problem. Mm-hmm. That's the problem that actually comes up. Because you see, if you look at an event, like a few big events, it becomes really hard for them to pull after five years, two, three years. Mm-hmm. But then. We really hope that it will change or we'll find a metric towards working. Because, you know, when you also want to work with sponsors, sometimes they may decide to say no. They may decide to say yes. So let's say you have EBL on lock. You can't have EBL on lock for five years. Yeah. They'll definitely want to try another client. They'll definitely want to try other things. Same to Heineken, same to PRK. All these 
agencies. So you definitely need to know who to go to. And that means that you'll always be on your toes to know who's next in the game, who wants to spend money. Because if people close budgets, it's really hard for you to, to go and talk to them to open their budgets once again. And if you have something that's annual, you need to be prepared to actually be ready to lose money every year. Because okay. if a sponsor pulls out and people know that this event happens at this time of the year, you need to actually put that event up. Because mm-hmm. if you look at the look at Kikoi, look at Athdams, those are actual events that have cemented Nairobi culture. Because mm-hmm. if you can't do them, people will look at you and be like, yo, why are you not doing Kikoi? Why are you not doing Athdams? Yeah. How did you go wrong? Yeah, what what happened? You understand? Yes. Isn't there money? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are things you need to also focus on. Yeah, that was that was a good session. I wish you could continue. But time is not on our side. It really is, but <laughs> um, <laughs> but I understand what you're saying. You, you clearly don't. That <laughs> has been <laughs> that has been like a session 50. of mm. the big fifty of insight. Yeah, I like his. I didn't know some things what that he's me told too. me, like the buy and food rights. I didn't yeah. even know about that. Mm. But anyway, we'd like to have you back on the podcast. Definitely, I'm really looking forward. Um. You have anything else to add? Oh yeah, this is where you plug yourself. In. Oh yeah, so um, my company is a 360 degree digital events, digital uh, design and branding agency. Yeah. Um, we specialize in small companies that are actually trying to get into the experiential space or into the corporate field. Uh, that's smart uh, startups, VSMEs, SMEs, and middle-sized organizations. As for now, but our capacity does not allow us to handle big corporates, but with time we really look forward to handling that so if you ever if you ever need to go into communications and looking for a partner to make your brand identity and your brand management to grow yeah we definitely look forward to hearing from you my email is kibetatimagination.co.ke that is i m a g i n e t i m i i m a g i n e and then nation i yeah Okay, you've heard it here on what is this podcast? So yeah, wait, wait episode fifty two is coming up. That means one year since we we've been doing the podcast. So we'll find we'll know what to do. We'll have to treat one of our fans, but mm-hmm. we'll let them know. So for this episode, I am going to play um, lyrical tongue twister by Isa. Rest in peace to the to the legend. Lyrical tongue twister by Isa. This is this is what is this. We'll see you guys later. Baba, mama, kaka, dada, auntie, uncle, mamanzi, mabeste wanati, ma producer. Kila mtu wana shuku vile mtiririko huwa huyu ndugu mingia Nairobi na musamba kwa migi kama nakuru na kuduru Ubongo si uongo kupendwa na kila mtu kama lebo ya fumu na fikiri Labda ni vile na wagaza wafanya mwataka kuni handa kuni weka nyuma ya kanta kuni vukisha mpaka Tanzania na isipo weze kana Somalia ama Uganda Lakini hype Tawezekana vile na bamba ni kama stima na maji ikishikana danger Kila wakati na tena wanapenda wanasema tangushie tena